0: I don't remember anything. That was an hour ago. I don't remember anything. (laughs)
1: Sorry, I'm just doing some audio markers. Uh, I think I'm going to turn up my gain, actually. I'm turning up the gain! <laughs> All right, that's, uh, that's for Terry. That's oh, the best I thing hired... to do
0: when you're turning up the gain is to yell, I yell loudly. Yeah.
1: I hired somebody to do the editing, so I don't have to anymore. So we're good now. We're, we're big time. We have, we have three listeners, so I think it's time to start hiring people.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we We always need our ratio to be more people involved in making the show than uh... <laughs> oh yeah,
0: i've I've yeah. already started the LLC, the paperwork and everything. so um I, of course, I'm CEO. I'm yeah. CEO. Macklin yeah. is secretary, I feel like that's obvious. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Um, and then Peter is going to be CFO because, oh, all right. Yeah, well, because you apparently you know, have enough money to be hiring
1: people without our consent, so <laughs> you must know your way around the money situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I am just so loaded. Let me, let's just talk about my wealth. Um, but before we talk about how wealthy I am uh, in the real world, uh, let's introduce the old, uh, the old podcast. How's that sound? The old podcast,
0: PastaCastorino. Oh, my gosh. Welcome. Is there a podcast called PastaCast?
1: Stop uh, everything. Welcome to the PastaCast-a-Reno, uh, content lacking, a show that is a cry for help in a
2: vacuum. My name is Peter DiPaolo. <laughs> my, my name is Macklin Zilber, and I am the sous-chef of this PastaCast.
0: My name is Evan Crockett, and I'm just here to take out the garbage, but then secretly become a pastry chef thanks to a uh, scorpion on my head.
3: <laughs> and I am a Doombringer bringer of the night seed of the second era and the first geisha of my tribe oh hey Ooh. guys sorry
1: i have a i have a friend
2: here <laughs> uh, oh yeah okay. who tell, oh, tell hey, us what's, more what's about, you about your it? friend where did you guys meet yeah what's what's your, what's his name again i am phil
3: doombringer okay. oh are you seed related the to the second era
2: are you related to sherry doombringer Yes. <laughs> is she like your, your sister, your mom? I mean, I, I know she, Sherry and I go way back.
3: She is a third generation of my descendants.
2: <laughs> so how does like the Doombringer like, lifespan work? I mean, do you, are you like human? Are you some kind of supernatural creature? I mean, tell yeah, us about I mean, I, you. I, I'm not, I don't have a picture forming in my mind right now.
0: I don't, want to be, I, I don't want to be rude or anything, but I was also triggered by that just because, you know, and I don't want to be insensitive, but the deep purple grooves in your forehead, I, I just, I, you know, I, stop me if I'm being rude, but what purpose do those serve? That would be the first question I That, have. that is exceedingly rude to ask a
3: Doombringer.
0: Okay. I'm very, that would be I like, apologize. I, I have, have learned, I have
3: learned your customs. That would be like if I grabbed your balls. And I said, mm. What are these? What are these for? Well, now you know that is what the grooves on my forehead are for. They are my balls.
2: So, are uh, they extra oh, okay. sensitive? Like, is the way that Doombringers, like, kind of sucker punch each other, like, hitting each other in the forehead and the. Yeah, like, head grooves. Or,
0: or, or is the way that maybe uh, huh. Uh, huh. sex happens, is you do a little headbutt action? Nobody can touch my balls on my forehead, for I am the
3: greatest, trained, most excellent at ball protection, the first thing that the Doombringers learn in order to protect themselves from mean people. But I will say, <laughs> the air from Peter's breath is certainly stimulating me in a very sexual way.
1: Um. Okay. Oh. Well, I'm uh... going s- to just sit a little further away from Falkreer. Yeah, you got to make him work for it. <laughs> I will work I will work for it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so Peter, where did you I am curious more now Peter's end of the yeah. spectrum because Falkreer has been sure. having a lot of the conversation. Peter, where mm. did you yeah. meet Falkreer? Where did you find this unique so, Yeah, creature? how did you guys so,
1: connect? Yeah, hey, fuck. Excuse, excuse me. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> Sorry. Um he he's he doesn't He's kind of like holding the microphone with both hands, so I had to kind of. Uh, now that I know about his forehead, I kind of had to just uh, sort of butt in. Oh and I yeah. Didn't really want to touch? He has hands. Him. Uh yeah, they're. Um, I think that's the best way I'd categorize them. But uh, yeah, so uh, actually, so okay, not to plug my stuff, right? But I was doing an improv show on um, Saturday. I'm. Uh, I've been doing improv, and I did an improv. show. <laughs> it's always good to plug um, your
2: past shows.
1: In the yeah, middle yeah. of a day. <laughs> well, so that's the thing, right? Uh, that's the thing, right? So I did this improv show last Saturday, um, mm-hmm. and Fjolk Rear appeared in the audience in the middle of the show. Uh, like, oh,
0: okay. So wasn't there from the beginning? He he appeared.
1: Yeah, like I mean, a he teleportation late. situation. No, no, no. I sorry. Okay, I realized how that could be misconstrued. No, he walked in the yeah. door. But oh, I but mean, okay. you know, it was oh, very. Okay, oh okay. my god! Like nobody comes to improv shows. And then this man, <laughs> in the middle of the show, appeared from, as if from thin air, but walking through the door.
2: I, I was worried that maybe wow. by, through the course of your improv show, you accidentally summoned him by, like, you know, I mean, in improv, you're essentially creating a random generator of things. You could really right, easily wow. stumble upon the combination of words to summon a demon from the depths. Yeah,
0: like the, the correct that number. Is correct.
1: correct! Oh, <laughs> oh I
2: was
1: Shit. Okay, hello. Uh, Yeah, but you were summoned Uh, outside? Like, you had to still have to walk
2: in?
3: I was summoned to Telegraph Avenue.
1: Uh, You can come to the microphone. You can come over to the microphone. Yeah, you don't have to
0: yell. Uh, I'm sorry. I was summoned
3: onto the street of Telegraph
0: Avenue, and my blood,
3: Sherry, was within 25 miles of my summoning. I could feel her presence.
0: Let's just, uh hold on, let me just run that back real quick. Did you just say your blood, Sherry?
3: Yes, Sherry Doombringer.
0: Okay, just making sure that you're calling her your blood. Just She
2: is my blood, and
0: she's the third seed of the Doombringers.
2: So is that how you do generations? Like, it's like your your generation is the first seed, your children's generation is the second seed, that sort of thing? You are very intuitive, my friend, yes.
3: Well, maybe that is because... Uh. I am Mortimer Doombringer, second
2: seed of the Doombringer
3: clan, and I have been hiding this from you all this entire time. And I, too, am greatly offended that you talked about the purple grooves, Evan.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, I'm I'm sorry, but... Wait, what's your name? It's not Macklin?
3: Mortimer Doombringer.
0: Uh, You think you know somebody.
3: I did not know this, Mortimer. I did not know that my son was present, (laughs) sitting right here, right here in the same space that our waves of sound from our mouths are sharing that is because you abandoned me at childbirth, father. You have not seen me grow into a strong and mighty oh, Doombringer this is, warrior.
1: It's pretty dramatic. Yeah, this I, is. I am sorry for oh. that, my son. It was
3: a duty that a father must take on, and you have experienced, I am sure, since two more generations of Doombringers exist in your same era. Indeed. It would be nice if someone were to bail us out with a new segment of this podcast. <laughs> you are correct. I'm going to go blow my brains out right now because I'm so sad. But I love you.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, hey, okay. See, he, right, he wh- just walked whoa. off.
0: He okay? He's gone. Does he have a? Does he have? A, should we be worried? Does he have a whip on?
2: Ah, uh, no, he's he's naked. What about I mean, you, I, Mortimer? I think, I think well, he's he, talking about a blow dryer. I'm going to put on my normal uh, human mask again, but just remember that canonically in this podcast, I am a demon from the depths. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's wild. Okay. Uh, I, I think that that's I'll, crazy. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll
0: be able to just act normally from here on out. Right. So, know, if, uh, knowing this thing about Mortimer. Okay, yeah, Peter. So if this is we your gotta, first time. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no! Continue to introduce the podcast eight minutes yeah, in. Yeah.
1: Um, so, if this is your first time listening <laughs> to the podcast. Uh, essentially, uh, what we do is we explore sort of the the spectrum of human emotion. Uh, we dig in. We dig deep into you know sort of what yeah. the philosophical uh reasons for our existence are um mm. which which i didn't need to use the word you know philosophical but you know they're not uh, you know not the we capital have, we capital do a reasons. lot of
0: explaining on this podcast there's a lot of just parenth- content lacking parentheses yeah. explaining it's yeah. an explain cast yeah
1: explain cast as well as a pasta cast yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but that it does that that must exist, right? Oh, too, it's okay? too it's too good. A pasta cast
2: on the internet, but yeah, let's yeah. let's Google this right now. Let's plug someone else's podcast. Yeah. Yes, there yeah, there is a pasta cast uh, by Brad Basigalupi on learnoutloud.com. You're welcome, Brad. You're welcome,
0: uh, Brad. Yeah. You better welcome, sponsor Brad. us, Brad, or else I'm gonna <laughs> tell everybody Uh-oh. that your pasta gives everybody E. Coli. I don't even know how that happens, but it did,
1: Brad. Okay, okay, I'm gonna say something. Brad Galuppi sounds like a fake Italian name.
0: <laughs> Bastigo, okay, you know all about fake Italians,
1: Peter. <laughs> uh, you know, <clears throat> you know, like, uh, I told another friend uh, who I hadn't seen in a while, I was like, oh yeah, I found out I'm a, <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know why I mumbled that. I found out I'm 16% Italian. Yeah. Uh-huh. I didn't- <laughs> I'm i I'm, I'm still uh, I'm still deflecting I'm still deflecting It's yeah, hard for st- me to accept that and and he well, like you looked look at me so, You
0: look so Italian too I mean frankly uh, Well thank you Thank you You look Italian You act Italian I You mean, look like a beautiful Italian stallion You know
1: That's that uh, that B I E that big Italian energy um, But uh, Oh my god okay. So so uh, <laughs> so my friend looked at me. And he just said, without without laughing at first, "You fraud." <laughs>
0: that was exactly the that was exactly the reaction that I had was like, "This dude's name is De The probably like one of the the third or fourth times I ever hung out with him, he he gave me pizza that he made himself,
2: and and it was on the street too. It wasn't like in his the, apartment. <laughs>
0: No, no, and like the first time that we hung out, he gesticulated with his hands so much he gave me a black eye when he was trying to show <laughs> me where the bathroom yeah. was. This dude is, you know, it's
1: Italian AF. Yeah, well, yeah. You know what? The best part is, I was making this guy pizza when I told him that. I'm, no, not, I'm not lying. One hundred percent. He should
0: have. i I'm now
1: in my mind, in my head canon,
0: in my heart canon, I imagine that he like. You told him as he was taking a bite of pizza, and he spits it out and goes, you fraud.
2: <laughs> or, or he it's just right. like exactly what happens. Like bites it and kind of cringes a little bit and then chews a little <laughs> bit more. You fraud. Yeah, he's, he's a pained, like he's
0: swallowing gravel or something, like a pained expression. <laughs> the, the, flavor,
1: on his the flavor from the pizza just, just immediately just wept out of the pizza. Wept? Oh, my God. What a word.
0: <laughs> what a word choice. Peter, we got to talk yeah. about ghosts. Okay, yeah, let's do it. Well, I don't know. Oh, right, just uh. for every for everybody for everybody for everybody who's not a Patreon Platinum member who doesn't have okay. a twenty four hour access to our um, mouth streams. <laughs> um, Peter, right before recording, was like, I, I think somebody said something about ghosts, or I, I said just the word ghosts, and Peter. Reacted as though he was like, Oh, I don't want to talk about it. That's a sore subject.
1: So, Evan
2: was like, Let's
0: not talk about ghosts. So, So Evan was like, Let's talk about
2: it in front of
1: everyone. (laughs) Yeah, no, 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 it's it's, uh, okay. Okay, check this out. So, there's two, there's actually two things related to ghosts uh, in my life right now. Um, Number one, which is less interesting, but it's more applicable right now, which is actually where my reaction came from. I watched uh, have you guys seen The Conjuring? No. No. Okay. So, I forgot I I my confidence on scary movies was just way too high. I was overconfident because I watched like Get Out and It yeah. and I was like, "Those are scary movies? Great. I used to as a child be afraid of scary movies, but now yeah. as a an adult, as a man adult, I can watch them without being afraid. Guess who was horribly, terribly misguided, and wrong? Yeah, this guy. Yeah, I watched. Yeah, I watched The Conjuring, and is it is it that weeks. out in theaters right now or something? No, it came out in like 2013 or something. Yeah, okay. I know it sounded familiar.
0: I was like, it doesn't, yeah, I know that's not in theaters now, but
1: uh, it it did it for me i i've been waking up every night since in the middle of the night at like three in the morning or four in the morning and being like there's a d- demon ghost in my room and i'm gonna die oh and then yeah i i hate it i hate Are you it so serious? much never i yeah it's when, and it's weird when did because, you watch it oh man like the beginning of july maybe like ballpark beginning of july Holy crap! And we're almost we're
0: almost done with July, and you still I know. Have not exercise this. You've given
2: one month to The Conjuring.
1: I have given a month of my <laughs> life to like The Conjuring. It's it's really like upset me on an unconscious level, and that's the thing that's so like like like, like the thing that's upsetting about it. Really, is that I don't feel that during the day or when i'm awake before i go to bed i'll even forget like i'll I'll be going to bed and i'm like oh yeah like tonight i feel great i'm just watched a kids movie that's all i've been watching since uh (laughs) you know and then i go to (laughs) sleep and i wake up and it's like heavy metal is playing in my head and like there's like a monster in my ceiling i've got to turn on my light and it's gone
0: you know dude it got it Um, really got deep into you
1: yeah that evil well, demon the good and there's a conjuring too so i've got to watch that
0: <laughs> well the the good news peter is that i have my friend uh dale hardware here uh and he okay. is a registered exorcist uh in argentina but he's oh he's actually boy. he's actually here today how's it going dale welcome welcome hey hey everybody it's me
4: it's dale Oh, boy, I was not. I heard about this little action going on in your little brain case, this fake Italian brain case. Is that the case? (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Sorry, Dale, I have a cough right now. Um, I
4: understand. When you got the demons in you, then, you know, you're going to have a lot of coughs. You're going to have a lot of stuff going on in your body that you can't control, that you feel like you can't do anything
2: about. Dale, do you by any chance have a friend named Tucker? It's a friend named Tucker. Oh, yeah, there he is. Hey, Tucker.
4: What are you doing here? I just, I just was here filming it. Oh, you were just here to film it? Yeah, I just was here to... I was just going to film the action happening. The exorcism if i if i would if you wouldn't mind uh, hell no i wouldn't mind at all but you gotta talk to the italian well the fake italian just don't eat his cannelloni, if you know what i mean hey, <laughs> hey dale
1: i just hey, want yeah. to rewind back oh, Peter, to uh, yeah,
4: sorry I'm, I'm i got quick found, i got lost there because my, my, my buddy tucker <laughs> i haven't seen yeah. my buddy tucker in the yeah. coon yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, wow. I mean, I guess he's been behind the camera the whole time and you didn't realize. He
0: didn't know that I was here. It's okay. <laughs>
4: Tucker, classic Tucker. Always classic Tucker. Me around. <laughs> That's
2: what he does. So uh, you're from Argentina, huh? I was born and raised
4: Argentina.
2: You know, you have such a strong Argentinian accent.
4: Oh, thank you so much. I'm so happy to hear that. You know, a lot of people think that I'm from the South of America, and I tell them, No, oh, I no. am. I am from you... South America.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, Dave. I didn't mean to laugh at your at your story. I you just really caught me oh, off I guard. Oh, didn't,
4: I didn't even know that that was laughter. I don't quite understand the concept.
1: Oh but, uh, boy! But, uh, but that's really? okay. I've
4: heard that that's sort of an involuntary thing that happens with, with uh, people's bodies, and that's what I'm here to just yeah. shuck Huddled? out, shuck I, out like a piece I, of corn.
2: Hey, hey, Peter, can we huddle for a second? All right, yeah, all let's right. huddle really quickly. Hey, so,
4: okay, hey Dale, I, just give us one second. are going to go deal yeah. with some technical stuff. Just hold on one second.
2: All right, all right so yeah. he doesn't understand the concept of yeah. laughter, and he clearly has an accent that doesn't make sense for where he's from he's offering to perform yeah. exorcisms do you think that he could be
1: possessed <gasps> do you think that he could be a doom bringer
2: i mean he could be a doom bringer or i mean he could be i mean some like a, possessed like a by demon a, yeah some something just we should like keep you think he's possessed of, by anything
1: yeah i mean so how do you a little just, bit of space he might be possessed he might be he might be a doom bringer or possessed or both
2: yeah um and uh Hey, 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 Tucker. This is this is our huddle. You're not supposed to be looking over our shoulder while we're talking. Oh,
0: sorry. I just trying to I'm just trying to catch everything. That's just what I yeah, do. Yeah, just can you not I'm show
2: tucker. Can you not
1: show oh, Dale yeah, then yeah. until like after this whole thing. I'm sure this is going to have some kind of narrative I mean, like payout. I mean, so, you can I don't show him anything show him at the yeah. End, though. Yeah. Tucker, yeah, Tucker, you can be our friend hey, instead wait, of wait, Dale's wait, friend. wait, wait,
2: wait, wait, okay, wait, Tucker. Yeah, yeah. Tucker, yeah, sure, tucker. I'm here. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. Does Dale always
2: act like this?
0: Ever always.
2: Do you think it's normal?
0: Um yeah I mean I'm pretty sure it's well I don't know I don't know if anything you could say is normal and given the that's a very existential question what is normal
1: Okay okay all right calm down Tucker calm down right I'm not, we're just I'm not asking anymore. Uh-oh I feel I don't know I don't feel right about this you guys I don't feel right about hiding something from oh, Dale no. Peter you got to shoot oh, him Oh no
0: uh, Shoot him shoot him with I, my camera I can't.
2: I'm not gonna. Yeah, you, you I'm, gonna take, All right, I'm, take gonna, I'm gonna take a picture. You gotta do it. All right, take a picture. I'm gonna take a picture. Prove if he's a demon, he won't show up in the picture. But well, okay, I, no, I gotta he, wait
1: for it to develop though. It's a Polaroid. Eight. One sec. <laughs> okay, I'm shaking oh, it. T- Make sure to put it in the dark. You took a Polaroid
0: of Dale. Oh no, he's. You guys, he's allergic he's not. to There's the nothing. carbon that's in the Polaroid cameras. Don't he develop didn't that show up in the run run Polaroid. Away, Macklin. He didn't
1: show up. Didn't show Tucker's not showing Polaroid. up. It's just a floating oh. camera. Oh. They're, oh, both, no. they're both. They're both demons. They're both demons. Oh. Oh.
3: I have been so disappointed with the way that the doombringer bit from earlier was not well. Um ended. It didn't culminate in a satisfying way. So I, Grantasmia, the Elder Doombringer, have come to you know, close off oh the my loop. God. That's sort
1: of what I'm here to that's kind of what I'm here to do. Oh. Mor- Mortimer, yeah. do you, Mortimer, can, you yes. can you go into your Show Doombringer thyself. self and talk to this this Doombringer that was inhabiting two people at once? Yes. yes. I, I'm kind
3: of a little oh, go intimidated. Ahead. Go ahead. Talk for me, Mortimer. That's what you always do. Go I, ahead. I, I, Explain. Explain. I'm a little intimidated by Grantasmia. You see, he's uh, my grandfather, and I mean, I only knew him when I was young, and this is just, you know, a <sighs> uh, young Doombringer often is the runt of the litter compared to one as grand and elder as Grantasmia. Oh, good lord, you're so far up my asshole right now, Mortimer. <laughs> when are wow. you going to okay. stop hey being such a disappointment and just look after number one? Huh? Nobody's going. Uh... I've always said nobody's going to look after a Doombringer like the Doombringer themselves.
1: I'm gonna go get uh go get fulcrier real quick so you guys can hash this out oh, don't, in the family. Don't, don't way. bring no, f- not fulcrier, no, don't bring it no, back to me as a child. No, 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 it's cool, dude. It's cool, it's cool. Go stay stay back. <laughs> I am here!
3: I was oh. summoned. Oh,
1: God damn it, Falcreer.
3: God damn it, Falcrire. You're a dis I was the- I summoned. <laughs> <laughs> Is Earth air? I am not used to this. How do you breathe this air? It is so disgusting and filled with pollutants. Are Uh, you not wearing your necklace? What? You're not wearing the puka shell necklace? That's what that was? I thought that was just a fad. Every Doombringer wears a puka shell necklace. It filters out the uncommon human air. Oh, shit! I had. I threw it away. I gave it to a kid from the 90s. Oh no! That kid from the 90s could be the only person with the power to defeat all of the Doombringers if he grew up with the power of the Pukats from childhood. Oh no, you've doomed us all, Falkir, and not for the last. You've doomed the Doombringers. How is that even I possible? I have doomed the Doombringers. I feel so filled oh. with shame. Uh, uh, something fitting about a Doombringer bringing doom among the Doombringers. Yeah, it's sort of my uh, like one of those, like, who's on first situations. I bet if we were a smarter group of pr- Doombringers, we could, we could, like, make I, I, that I, I a bit. That, that definitely resonates with me. I had one thing to say to you, Father. Yes? Thank, thank you for abandoning me at childbirth, for I am strong because of it. Well, I... Well, I don't know about that, but you, <laughs> I, you're welcome. Yeah, that <laughs> seems like kind of a cop out. Yeah, it sort of seems um, like a backhanded compliment. Like I'm, I'm <laughs> grateful for the the bad things that happened in my life to show me how I the good things can happen. And I, uh, can I, uh, among I. Bad it oh, just seems a little, it seems a little disingenuous. I just want to say, uh, Father, I was at the uh, when I first cut, came to Earth. I had to purchase an item from the store, and they would not negotiate with me. And I lost my temper. And this I attribute to my greatest strength due to you. Were, Were a- you able to secure a discount, Father? It's a. Fr- no, nope. I mean it's a no, fair market here. It's. I don't know what. What are, what are you guys haggling? You go, you're going into Best Buy and haggling. That is correct. It was the best buy. Oh, see that's your problem. You should have started somewhere like Argentina. You can do that in Argentina, but you can't do that here. These are no. lessons a father could have imparted. Thank you, Father. Fair enough. Son! Fair enough. Son, I have an important lesson to teach you. Indeed. When you are going to buy wares make sure you do it in an area that it is not governed by a fixed market value system <laughs>
4: <laughs> Let us <buy> a <laughs>
3: Tis I, a Doombringer, bringer of the night, seed of the second era, the first geisha of my tribe, I am here to tell you one thing that the Earthman, human, Peter has told me to tell you.
1: Yeah, great intro, uh, Um You know, you can just tone it down a little bit, right? You can, uh, you don't have to be that... Uh... I don't, I don't know, has anyone ever told you you're pretty intense?
3: Yes, I have been told that I am intense. Okay,
1: well, uh, yeah, I'll let F- uh Fjalkir, so I told you what to say. Go ahead and say it.
3: Yes, there is but one thing you must know about this podcast you listen to. There exists an email address to which you can send your wares many items of mystical talent
1: no 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 feel clear. uh they send text to an email you can't send where's it's not why a good, it's not does a it guess. have the name address if you cannot send things to it directly you can send messages to our email at content at gmail.com and uh so far we have gotten very little email sorry if this sounds sad uh, to you guys <laughs> because it is because I'm so sad um, oh yeah send stuff over to contentliking at gmail.com and we uh, we gonna read it on the show in our email segment after of course the sandwich episode yes the sandwich
3: episode I have heard this is the greatest episode of all time even more powerful than my father and his father and
1: his father um sure man uh, so, yeah, go ahead and send emails over to contentlacking at gmail.com. And thank you for listening. Tell your friends because that is the only way that we will ever be heard by other people. Help us get out of this box of silence and oppression inside of our own minds. Tell a friend to listen to the podcast. Thanks very much. Love you.
3: I love you as well.
0: scene. We all learned something. Yeah, I would uh,
2: like to introduce our next segment um, (laughs) called, uh, What are the Robots Up To? Um, (laughs) So, uh, I saw a headline today that really got my attention, um, which is, Rolls-Royce is creating a fleet of robotic snakes and beetles to repair planes. (laughs) Oh, buddy. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. And it gets better. Uh, they, uh, have... Oh, okay. It gets Dr. better. Dr. James Kell <laughs> and of Rolls-Royce says, Repairs can be in the fo- reform of removing damaged material or putting material back on. To allow us to re- perform these repairs, we are working with an extensive network of partners to develop mechatronic probes.
0: <laughs> Is...
1: <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I don't either. Mechatron-
0: So, like, little tiny... Okay, so... Is it is it basically they're talking about like making little insect robots that can like go in the nooks and crannies of engines to fix them instead of having to like take the whole thing apart and do it by hand?
2: in theory but they're also coming for us i mean listen to this this snake inspired robot could gain access to the engine it would then deliver a storm of tiny tiny miniature insect robots which can crawl around inside the engine that is the beginning oh my god yeah
0: dude that sounds like an i don't know if either of you guys have read anything by neil asher you guys that sci-fi writer he he has nope. really creepy stuff like that like robot like st- it, or i know how, i love how earlier on this podcast we talked about how peter is all freaked out right now from a from a movie that happened like the stuff that Neil Asher writes is very much like bodily takeover and then like making your body do something no. that it's that it's not supposed to do so it's like it, when when you describe that Macklin it's like oh that's really freaking creepy <laughs> yeah, like imagine a, a robotic thing. snake I mean that would be the next level of like auto <laughs> auto hacking is like imagine to have a, robot a robotic snake.
1: snake took over your body <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah and then you like over you your think body. you're talking to your friend and then a bunch of little robot insects come out of their eyes
1: yeah <laughs> out of yeah. their hey, eyes oh my God. <laughs>
0: yeah literally <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> hey hey hey
1: you love it uh-huh yep
0: <laughs> <laughs> robot yeah you know I, I was having a conversation with my with some of my coworkers earlier this um this week they were really freaked out by the idea of there being like an auto doc like a like a doctor or surgeon that's a robot that actually performs the surgery itself Mm -hmm. and i mean i'm kind of like yeah okay that's the future like eventually we'll get there and fine whatever yeah but they were they were more of the opinion of like that's freaking creepy we should never do that like that would be horrible like it, at the most it could it could be used to assist in surgeries but i would not want it to be the kind of primary surgery delivery or whatever the the primary surgeon on on the procedure
2: that is so well, fascinating to me because I am the opposite like I if there's one yeah. thing I don't want humans doing it is surgery um, you know I, uh, <laughs> that's, ran, hey that's Macklin <laughs> if there's one thing he's got to say is that he doesn't want humans doing surgery <laughs> like so the other day this is a, a real conversation I had um, yeah. I met this uh, pediatric eye surgeon and. And I was saying to him, you know, I am so impressed by the job surgeons have to do because in almost any job, if you are 90% or 95% accurate, you are amazing. You can make mistakes yeah. sometimes just as long as it's not too much. But as a surgeon, you basically have to be perfect or you do some real damage. And I asked him, like, has your hand ever slipped? Like, everyone's hand slipped. And he said, one time I was doing eye surgery on a child and the Northridge earthquake happened and the lights and the power went out and all the machines shut down and I had to literally stay there with my hand still in this kid's eye for, like, 20 minutes until the backup generators came up and I was able to continue going. I just had to keep my hand still in this kid's eye to not mess anything up oh
0: my oh, god
2: what a nightmare and
0: that s- is a nightmare
2: and he succeeded but it's just yeah i would be more so than he- happy to have a robot take over that role
0: in a situation like that yeah although <laughs> see i wonder what would happen like because there should be backup generators, right, in a in a
2: hospital. Yeah, it just it took some time for the backup generators to come on, and during that oh, period of time, he had to stay still.
0: Yeah, I wonder what the failsafe would be for. I mean, now now we're getting into the very specifics of like how the how the robot surgeon is going to operate. Like, would it choose to stay still, or if it, uh, if also, the power is cut, also, would it be like? I'm moving back to original position and then it like pulls out the kid's eye or something horrible. <laughs> well,
2: you, but <laughs> that is exactly how it should Jeez. be programmed. <laughs> yeah, now I am moving can... back to position.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you were going to say something, Peter.
2: Oh, uh,
1: I just imagine that the power goes out, then like all the surgery just stops, right? Like that's uh, the, what, you could put a battery in a robot, you can't put a battery in a human. Yeah. Right, and well, and well the, you can, but the it just robot doesn't
2: do much good. <laughs> oh yeah, you've got a <laughs> few batteries a in you
0: right I now. At the, uh, the thing, no, yeah, it's it's interesting because yeah, I I'm I'm sort of with you, Macklin. I'm kind of like if if the research because I I trust. Uh, I know this is sort of a controversial statement in 2018, but I trust science. Fake news. And if the science shows me that statistically speaking just like with self-driving cars like statistically speaking they can get robot surgeons to be more accurate and more reliable than humans and like less mistakes made than humans then like fucking do it but they
1: sorry there's a there's a there's a shortage of doctors as well right so if you if you could create basically a fixed cost for a surgeon Right. Rather than someone's like salary and training and have them having a whole full and healthy, happy life. Uh, instead, you could replace <laughs> that with a piece of metal um, that that's a fixed cost. And you could actually just export those to places where you can't afford to train and feed a doctor. So you, you could have, you know, like people who need surgery in rural areas in developing countries, stuff like that. I mean that—that's the thing—is like we're we're talking about. I mean, I'm
0: not talking about within the next five years. Although, if you ask, if you ask one of my coworkers, he's like, "Oh yeah, all jobs will be obsolete in the next five years." I'm like, mm, "Okay, sure, live
1: live that dream," but like twenty thirteen called, "Hello," <laughs> once its ideas back. Yeah. Oh, we're, yeah. I'm
0: sure that people were saying that exact same shit in 2013. Um which is just not true. Like, it, it's just, it's never gonna, there's gonna be a couple of generations of difference. Like, even my own generation is gonna be, is not gonna be into the idea of self driving cars. It's gonna be like, our kids grow up with, there's all these self driving cars everywhere, and then they're gonna be asking the question, like, how come people still drive cars? (laughs) Like that's going to be the question that they have so that then when they get old enough to drive, they'll be like, well, but I don't even want to drive. I just, I just want this, this autonomous chariot to take me everywhere, you know?
2: Right. And
0: with surgery, I think, I feel like we're, we're, we're another generation beyond that because yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a, it's like a societal and cultural thing to have doctors, right? Like doctors are in are in kind of this position of respect and, and power even though nurses actually run everything. Oh, don't tell them. But um
2: the flip side of <laughs> <da>, <laughs> No, wait, wait, wait Mac, you can wait, No, wait, 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 no, Mac, no, no, no. You started Pause a the sentence. story you started time. A sentence. it's a total clash, culture clash. Uh, the flip side with surgery is that it might be easier to automate than driving cars because there's less unexpected things than on a highway with a number more independent variables. Story time. Well, I don't know? But, oh. <laughs> 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 da,
1: da na na na, da na na na, da na na na. Story time. Yay, story time. <laughs> it's a rough, uh, rough start to this segment. Rough start. Rough start. Uh, but it's okay. We're gonna keep moving forward. This story time is brought to you by conversation. Oh boy! Oh, Who in, boys? Bucklin, this is gonna be real good. Just wait for this one. I'm about to drop on you. Oh boy! Um, I'm I'm sending this to you, right here. Okay. This story time. Let's try this again. Take two, is brought to you by conversationstarters.com. Hmm. ConversationStarters.com.
0: okay i'm into it
1: macklin i don't know if you've ever gone first but you're going first this time okay you got uh you got one minute on the old clockaroo i'm just vamping for time so i can open my stopwatch okay Uh, i'm gonna generate another random topic right now uh, sorry, these are really stupid. Wait,
0: okay, but, but this is a story, right? Yeah, yeah, We're yeah. doing a story. Yeah, so
1: don't, you don't have to okay.
2: answer the question. It's just that this question is the seed for your story.
1: Yeah, and for those who okay. haven't
2: listened to this podcast before, Storytime is a segment in which we do one minute improvised stories based on a random prompt. Yep, like the man said. All right, are you ready for your prompt? Born ready.
1: Okay. What is the
2: last dream that you remember? The title of my story is Memories. Jordana awoke with a start. She had been kept up all night by dreams, yet still felt like she had been asleep. She looked around her room, and everything was normal, but with a slight green sheen to it. The bookshelves were a little bit green. The ceiling was green. uh, Her partner, Michael, was green. And uh, the pillows had a purple glow to them. She uh, jogged Mm -hmm. Michael in his sleep, and uh, as he sort of woke up, he uh, turned to her and said, it's, it's like three in the morning. Why are you waking me up? And she said, doesn't everything look green? And uh, then uh, she, she, he said, no, everything's Five normal. Seconds. Are you dreaming? And then she said, this is the last dream that I've had and woke up. <laughs> Time. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: oh, <geez>. <laughs> 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 All right.
0: That was so dumb. (laughs) All right. Okay. Evan? Okay. You ready? Yes, I'm... Well, I don't know if I'll ever be truly ready, but...
1: Do you want me to call out... uh, you want me to call out thirty seconds for you, so you know when you're halfway done.
0: No, no, I, I like I what I, I think what I liked most about, other than Macklin's sexy voice, what I think what I liked most was five seconds. Oh shit, I better wrap this up. Uh, this okay. was the last dream I ever. Had. This is uh,
1: this is the story
2: time.
0: The, yeah,
2: epilogue, and then she woke up dead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so
0: okay yeah, all this right is, Peter I'm, I'm ready I'm gonna write yeah, yours down though. We're
1: out of we're out of we're out of the woods now we're out of the this is this is no holds barred story time. you get a five second warning and that's it. all right <laughs> Evan, are you ready? I'm well yes if you I... were given three wishes, what would you wish for? Oh God okay and when is time starting? three seconds ago?
0: Oh, God. Welcome. Welcome to the story of from beyond the deep. There was a man. There was a man who loved to dive into the ocean. On one of his dives off the coast of Antarctica, he discovered a discarded submarine that was curiously in the shape of a table lamp. He was able to swim over to it because he had great equipment and he touched the surface of the enormous table lamp under the waters and the table lamp spouted out a tiny man that said, I will grant you the three wishes of your deepest and darkest dreams. And the, and the man said, I want you to tell a story of my exploits here down to Antarctica to find you. And that genie, I mean, well man, I don't Five like seconds. to use genie because it seems culturally inappropriate, but anyway, he wished for fun, money and food for the rest of his life. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>
1: oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you Okay Evan Evan you got a. you also get a you get a one line epilogue
0: go Evan seems pretty happy <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay. All
2: right. Money okay.
0: and money and food for the rest <laughs> of us. <his> <laughs> I'm no
2: right. I mean, in fairness, for most of human history, I would imagine a pretty large percentage of people would just wish for that if they got wishes. <laughs> <laughs> but it just feels so <laughs> quaint. I would like food. Uh, um, Peter, are you ready? Oh yeah. You got the timer and the and the prompt. I got the timer. I got the prompt, and I have. food. Fear in my heart. Um, The conversation (laughs) starter is, Do you believe in luck? There I was, looking over a long
1: drop, wondering, is this the day old Danny's gonna die? I turned behind me and I saw the leprechaun, his magical golden gun drawn on me, a cigar nestled between his dirty little teeth. I looked at him and I said, Leprechaun, you're not getting me this time. I got the luck of the Irish. I fell backwards off of the cliff. He screamed, You'll never get away! As I felt a magical force of wind pushing me upward, I closed my eyes and laughed. And I said, Leprechaun, (laughs) you fell right into my trap. Fourteen hundred eagles that I summoned. (laughs) 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 <laughs> 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 <Five times. laughs> directly, directly into the leprechaun's mouth. <laughs> and...
0: Oh my god. What in the fuck? <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm
4: sorry, I made myself laugh.
2: What uh, I mean, was Peter? You got a you got an epilogue.
1: <clears throat> One sentence epilogue. Okay. I stood. Okay. I stood over the leprechaun's cold, dead body, and I said, "These are my lucky charms, you bastard." <laughs> this is <just> so stupid. <laughs> oh boy, that was the, that was that was um. Wow. That was really, really stupid. I I think if I were
2: going to make a power ranking of the characters in this episode, I think the guy who can summon 1,400 (laughs) eagles might be above the demons. Oh, absolutely. (laughs)
1: 1,400 (laughs) eagles? Um, Good lord. Okay,
2: so this
1: segment is called What Would You Do With 1,400 Eagles? Evan, why don't you go first? So, Evan, (laughs) what would you do with 1,400 eagles? Um,
0: I would put them wherever there are eagles that are endangered.
1: he like repopulate so, like, the, in the wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just I, would just I would just put them there. There would You'd be just no, them be no strategy.
0: Them. I would just put them there and then I would just leave.
1: Okay. Hey Macklin, you're up next. What would you do with
2: 1400 eagles? If I have 1400 eagles, here's what I'd do. First, I'd get a pair of stilts, giant magician's coat, giant magician's hat, pretend that I was a giant magician, put 1400 eagles and one dove in that giant coat. When I walked out on stage, (laughs) release a dove to the audience out of my sleeve to the audience's amazement, then tear open my jacket to reveal 1400 eagles and backflip off the stilts to reveal a normal sized magician.
1: Whoa, that's the big that's the prestige. that's the, the, your that's, normal size. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, they find out that I'm not actually eleven feet tall. <laughs> wait, wait, wait let's can we, can we
1: rewind slow down through this magic trick okay, so step one, you walk out on on stage. I'm in the audience and I think, wow, that's a tall and big that's a wide and tall magician. You open your coat and 14 fourteen hundred <laughs> <100 laughs> eagles fly out. But the way. Oh, how
0: long that would take. That would, People would just be sitting in the audience like, for eight minutes later, they'd be like, there's more eagles coming? just keep coming. Evan, it's the whole
1: show. They'd be bracing Evan, themselves. It's the whole show. It's a 45-minute show. It's just eagles flying
2: out of the coat." For forty-five minutes, and and then um, after that, I would uh, go over to uh, Frodo Baggins, and I would say, "The Eagles and I are long-standing friends mm-hmm. from the beginning of time, and they agreed to help me in this one important instance yeah. uh, to make my magic look like it worked." <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I think. You know what? You know what? Good, good point. Those eagles just happened to be in the neighborhood and Gandalf was totally taking credit for something that, you know, they were just in the neighborhood. Had nothing to do with Gandalf.
2: Yeah, and then after I say that, Elijah Wood is like, I'm not Frodo Baggins, sir. (laughs) Please get away from me. Your eagles are (laughs) pooping all over my beautiful, tiny face. Oh, my beautiful <laughs> tiny face.
1: little bullying of Elijah Wood there. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
2: Elijah Wood. Bu- <laughs> uh,
0: let's bully him now that he's irrelevant. This is the perfect time to bully Elijah Wood. Yeah. Elijah, Hello? would
1: you rather? <laughs> <not> <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait a minute, Peter, what would you do with 1400 Eagles? Oh, I'm sorry. That's not how you ask the question, Evan, if you want to play this segment.
0: Uh, I forget, how How do you, I don't okay, remember. Okay, are you
1: ready? Are you ready? This how, what would you do with 1,400 eagles?
0: Oh, that's right, okay. What would
1: you do with 1,400 eagles? <clears throat> You know, I've had the time to actually consider this and think about this, um, and I'm about to put you, you chumps, to shame. Okay. I just, by the way, I, I just make... want to
0: point out that I have the most ethical response so far. So, anyway, yeah, go ahead. Ethics, Wait, um, before you put tell. us to
2: shame, say, "Do not take me for some purveyor of cheap tricks."
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think you said it, but <laughs> best. no, let's um, all just say that. Okay, wait, 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 let's do that really quickly. Uh, three, two, one. Do, do not take me for some purveyor of, purveyor cheap, of tricks. cheap tricks. Yeah, we're That'll all at be in the edit. <laughs> Yeah. It's gonna be so that, Especially that's because gonna Mac sound didn't so good. it at
2: all I and yeah. I have to admit I thought you guys were gonna be going for a little longer, so I ran to get a cup of water so I was away from the <laughs> microphone. <laughs> Pull back the curtain on our profan yeah.
0: situation. By the way Classic. uh just before so so Peter's answer, by the way, is sponsored. You guys, I don't know if either of you guys know this, but we actually mm-hmm. have a sponsor, our first official real sponsor for Content Lacking. Woo woo! Uh-huh, our sponsor today is, is lumosity.com! Go to Lumosity. Go to lumosity.com slash lacking for two months of free Lumosity membership and also 4,000 lumens. For decades, researchers have created tasks that measure cognitive abilities. Lumosity adapted some of these tasks and made some of their own, creating 60-plus cognitive games. Their scientists work side-by-side side with their designers, making each game maintain the core mechanics of the original task designed to challenge a specific cognitive skill. Some of those skills are cognition, math, language, 85 million brain trainers in 102 countries challenge their brains with Lumosity. And we're honored to learn from this vibrant global community. So, won't you join Lumosity.com today? Remember, Lumosity.com slash content lacking for two months of free Lumosity membership and 4,000 lumens and you're helping out the show.
2: And remember, our new slogan is, Uh, if you don't get our jokes, you need to spend more time on Lumosity.com.
0: That's exactly right.
2: Uh, Is the... Okay, is the best place for our first ever actual
1: sponsor in the last 10 minutes of the show and not in the <laughs> promo section. That's how we do it. Okay, All that's how we do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, All right, also to the end of well the well show. That, well that was, your answer is sponsored by Lumosity. Yeah, his Okay, answer my answer is sponsored by Lumosity. Yes, yeah, so Sorry, you better give me not it a the pre- show, just my answer. Okay, so uh, I would trade the Eagles for lumens on Lumosity.com, and I would get smarter every
2: day. Which the is smart, a, which is another thing. <laughs> and I would make the Eagles smarter every day. Um, not the, By the way, by fourteen hundred Eagles, he means like fourteen hundred seventies rock stars, um, yeah, singing like Hotel California and you know that yeah. sort of thing. Uh, I I was uh, you know
1: you can take it, you, you can do rock stars you can do football players you know it's one of the two you can pick
0: but only those two things
1: those are that's it not real not real physical birds birds are birds suck you know and no one likes birds I, you know bird people are a little weird right
0: <laughs> yeah,
4: it's yeah like they're we're
1: half gonna take human, a hard, half bird. <laughs> hard stance on this one half human <laughs> half bird people a little weird um <laughs> <laughs> I I wanted
0: a bird for a little while. Have either of you um, guys owned birds?
1: Yeah. Wait, so we could do the bird segment in the last ten minutes, or no, we need to answer
0: the questions,
1: or we can answer the. Yeah, I got. I've got it. I I sent it over.
2: To where what? I sent to, over yeah. the thirty six,
0: the thirty six questions that lead to love. It's your favorite part yeah, of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. am
2: yeah, yeah. yeah, just where did you send
0: this? I sent it on the thing that Peter sent his thing on. <laughs> uh,
1: By the way, uh oh wait, 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 wait. Look, You guys noticed that this is newyorktimes.com slash date slash fashion slash no thirty seven big wedding or small. <laughs> I know I just noticed that today I'm like wait a minute wh- why are these questions in here? no Maybe 37 we should... big wedding or small no 37 big wedding or small um no 37 big wedding or small okay Where, Who who's gonna choose it I feel like I haven't oh, chosen in, I'm, in a while oh oh can I okay fine but you can choose it consider, go ahead no no, no. Consider you just got 11. really excited yeah, cause eleven, dude. Take four minutes and tell your life story in as much detail as possible. Oh, <laughs> and we could like That'll time be it. Twelve we could actually minutes.
0: Be, yes. Oh my gosh. Okay, all right. Uh, that's a good one. And I I'll start because I'm super not prepared. Okay, um, excellent. I'm gonna start the timer. You're gonna time and me. Get you this one. Time? Give me give me like a thirty second warning. We we don't have to I'll be as you, harsh.
1: <laughs> I'll give you a minute and a and, yeah. a, and a thirty second. How about that?
0: Okay. I don't okay. even know if I'll have enough time to like Okay, whatever. I'll I'll just go for it. Okay. Ready? Go. So I was born in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh and we lived there for um about ten years, like the the first ten years of my life. I was always um you know, kind of a, a quirky kid, like a, a sort of a weird kid. Um, I, I really liked, like whenever the camera was on me, big surprise to nobody listening or nobody who knows me. I was always a big ham in front of the camera. Um, and and I have a lot of different cousins. Um, different cousins. <laughs> I have a lot of cousins because my my mom had five siblings. Um, and each of them had, so all my aunts and uncles, each of them had three kids. Um so it was very much like that's who we hung out with on the weekend. I feel like was was a lot of family, um, and um, yeah, I I I was never like a popular kid. I mean, this was elementary school. I don't think that that really was a, a structure in in elementary school. But um, I always just had like my my small group of friends, like always like two or three or you know four like other close friends, um, and I it didn't like sports. Didn't like to play sports. Um, I was always more interested in like goofing off or playing video games or theater um, so that that continued when we moved to California when I was 10 um, and then when I was 10 um, I, I had a really hard time actually transitioning from living in Missouri to California because a lot of um, a lot of Californian kids were we also moved to like the super rich super white neighborhood uh, or or like city uh, area of, of Northern California, Mill Valley. Um, and a lot of the kids there just didn't like me because I was from the Midwest and I acted, I acted kind of weird. I was sort of a, sort of a class clown type. Um, and so I already was an outsider coming from a different area and I was from the Midwest and I acted kind of weird and funny. Um, or I tried to be funny. So I got, I got bullied a bit and I sort of lashed out again. Um, so, wait, how am I doing, Peter?
1: Oh, two minutes and 15 seconds. Okay.
0: So, that that led to, um, I didn't have a great experience in mainstream schools. So I actually went to, for middle school, I went to a different type of middle school. I went to like a behavioral modification school that was more like, um, I, I was also diagnosed with, with depression. Um, so, I I went to a behavioral modification middle school where it was more therapy almost than actual um, education. It was like 50% therapy. I had a therapist at the school and a therapist outside of the school. Um, and they encouraged us to do behaviors that would be more, um, that would help us kind of, um, I, I don't want to say like fit in with society, but basically like get along with, with society. And, and I, I learned a lot from that while I was there, it was hell. I really hated it. Um, but, uh, uh, coming away from that, I think that the way that I've adjusted m- my own, um interaction with with new people with strangers with friends and stuff is so much better than it was before um i went to that behavioral modification middle school so i did that um and then had a great time in high school i got shitty grades because i was i was dumb i didn't have much of a like scholastic education at that place but it, i think that's really more me than them um so i just never really i, I wasn't very good at like academic stuff um i barely graduated high school Got really bad grades, um, and then went to um, went to college up in Seattle uh, for theater, um, where I studied theater and also taught myself how to play music. Um, so, and now I play. I started just with guitar, and now I play guitar, mandolin, banjo. Um, like I, I, and I really love that. That's that's something that I, I learned how to love and learned how to play all that stuff like much later in life. Uh, quick which is, 30 seconds. There wasn't a good time to uh,
1: interrupt you, but yeah, just do another 30 seconds.
0: Okay. Uh, anyway, so I, so I studied that, got really good grades there because I, uh, I was actually doing something that I was really passionate about. So I graduated um, with honors from that place. Um, and then tried to do theater for a little while and it didn't really work out because I needed I needed to pay bills so now I work uh, a day job and I lo- I still love to do I still love theater like from the outside um, but I I kind of want to do more of it in some fashion and I still love playing music in my own free time okay that's that's cool. as much as I can do I think
1: <laughs> yeah that's uh yeah uh, you went a little over but it was my fault because I didn't want to interrupt uh, during that part so yeah.
0: Uh, but, yeah, um, cool. Cool. Well, yeah, that was that was really interesting. Yeah. I've never, I've never done anything. I was like, before I did it, I was like, oh, I, I bet I won't even have anything to talk about. And then I sort of yeah. I was like, oh, crap. Now I, like, don't have nearly enough time. Yeah, you're like, oh, I have uh-huh.
2: lived for, like, a lot more than four minutes worth of content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Um, Peter, are you ready to go?
1: Oh, sure. Are you going to time me?
0: Yeah, I'll time you. All right. So okay, you're
1: shoot. starting now oh boy okay so um there's a lot of ways to tell this story i realize um but i'm gonna tell it in the most uh dramatic way okay (laughs) which i like a lot and i'm and this is really weird but it actually starts uh before i was born and this is this is sort of like a i don't even know if this is true or not Uh, But it's something that uh, has definitely affected, like, me as a child was my mom said she had a dream that I existed before I was born and, like, visualized this little kid who was three years old with bright, blonde, curly hair. um, And when she was, like, you know, 30, Um, I was born a few years later. Uh, So um, that was, like... I, th- I think that might have affected me like her t- t- whether it's true or not. Like as a, as a, as a kid and later as like a teen thinking like, Oh, like my, I have some kind of destiny to be in this world. Like I'm special in some kind of way. Um, so uh, that goes into, Oh boy, it's real quiet when you're, when you're just by yourself, huh? <laughs> 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 um, okay. So, so I had a really rough time, um, as a, as a kid, uh, in elementary school and middle school. Um, I, uh, I was told in like, I think fourth or fifth grade maybe that I was like, I should have been put in uh, remedial, uh, like education, um, and so my parents were kind of trying to figure out, oh, like, what's wrong with this kid? Uh, you know, like, what... Because that doesn't add up with us. Like, he seems to be pretty sharp with us, but, um, you know, in, in like, everything else, like, people are telling us that he's actually retarded. Um, so that, that's, like, that's, like, kind of all of elementary school uh, summarized in, like, what people thought. Then there was this inflection point where, um, you know, they started... Uh, testing me and it turned out that i was actually like i had like a super high iq and that um i was actually like finishing all of my work but then i would get in trouble for behavioral reasons um so uh i ended up doing um sixth and seventh grade in one year uh from like a home study because uh, they're like oh well I, we actually need to like accelerate him in some way and it was that it was my prerogative. I actually went and like begged my mom to just I couldn't take school anymore. I needed to do it on my own. Uh, looking back, maybe that was not the best idea to like like because there's more factors than just education in school, and like, probably more important than education in the American education system is like the social aspects. So I ended up in uh, eighth grade, younger than all of my peers, and I didn't have any friends at all, and I got bullied like horribly when i got home my brother who's five years older than me he bullied me really bad during that time Uh, and i got yeah thank you uh i got i i was uh like just super i i also had like a period of depression um where i almost tried to kill myself in eighth grade um then uh oh boy uh all the rest uh in high school just fun facts time now highlights highlight reel um I got super into Christianity. Um, I I was uh, basically asked to go to a seminary um, sponsored by a church. Uh, I declined it. Um, I, uh, graduated high school early and went to community college a year early, actually was going to go to UC Santa Barbara, but I got caught buying weed by my parents. Uh, and they said, you're going to stay home for another year. Um, and then I ended up transferring, um, at 18 with junior level of credits to UCSD. So I had this kind of weird acceleration from like being told I was retarded in elementary school to like, just like really, really, uh, like almost like a like a, like a rapid acceleration through my education. I kind of like had a chip on my shoulder. Um, that's, and then that's, that's where I met Mac but college. I'll let you yeah. Go for a little bit. All right. I'm I'll, I'll, I'll just finish real quick. I, I did the same with you. Um, so, uh, I met Mac in college, um, I got depressed again in college, uh, finished college, and then uh, did a job that has nothing to do with um, being a programmer. Or, I mean, sorry, it has nothing to do with biochemistry, now I'm a programmer, uh, and I'm dropping my stuff. Uh, boy, that's really hard. That's, yeah, that's really, really hard. Isn't
0: it hard? God. even you get caught even up because... Even me warning yeah. you, like I was like, maybe this will help, but like no, it just no, it's no. just really it's hard. It's like,
1: because you get caught up in like, oh yeah, that happened, that happened, that happened. These are all really formative moments. And like I didn't realize how much time I had. Yeah, so Mac, learn from our mistakes. I feel uh, like right. you've got uh You've uh, got the... Uh, you've yeah, got, compart- you've got...
2: compartmentalize your life. Yeah, I've also got like <laughs> 10 minutes of build-up to worry about it. Like, i have just like, you know, I'm like... <laughs> 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 um, Alright, let me know
0: when. And like hearing heavy things from your, from like your friends, where you're like, oh man, like yeah. I, I know, I knew some of that stuff, Peter, just from like talking to you. And then some of it, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. That, yeah, that happened. Like some of it, I, I like I remembered it, but I, I kind of didn't remember it, you know, cause my, yeah. my reaction to you is so, is so different, like now than, then I, and I imagine that for you too, like that, that I was very depressed and stuff. Absolutely. Like, there's no way that we would ever expose that to each other now no i'm kidding exactly
1: yeah well no, i mean not, so we're not just exposed, not in that yeah, same totally. place like yeah um, let's uh, let's let mac go and then we can we can yeah. we can all talk about you know because I, I i definitely agree and i want to add i want mac to d- not just be like okay i'm about to go while we talk about our like feelings <laughs> <laughs> all right i'll uh, i'll okay. time you two, mac you got time. all okay. right
2: let me know when all right ready and go Yeah, so uh, I grew up in the Bay Area um, with uh, performing artist parents, um, which was interesting because, you know, essentially I kind of grew up, um, if not on the stage, at least, you know, kind of relatively consistently kind of going to shows. I mean, I think I performed uh, at Yoshi's, which is a big venue in the Bay Area, you know, as a guest (laughs) on one of their shows when I was like five years old. Um, And I was a really happy kid for the most part, um, and it sort of started started being an interesting inflection point around uh, around fifth grade. Um, Really interesting parallel to Peter, but I started taking a bunch of IQ tests, kind of testing off the charts, and ended up uh, homeschooling for sixth grade um, and skipping seventh grade. And so it's a very interesting kind of parallel that he and I both had this sixth grade homeschool, seventh grade skipped, going into eighth grade a year younger at kind of this critical development period. And uh, you know, I got really depressed in eighth grade. Um, and, you know, at the time, uh, my parents' marriage was sort of starting to fall apart a little bit. Um, and uh, around the time that I was 14, they uh, got divorced. Um, when I was 15, I was uh, in high school and sort of starting to hit my stride. Um, and my uh, mother was diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease, which is a fatal incurable illness um, and so I kind of I dropped out of high school while doing community college classes um, and you know tried to spend a lot of time with her um, while she was still around um, but also sort of coincidentally between those community college classes and all the classes that I'd been taking all the way through I was able to uh, transfer into UCSD as a junior at 17. So I kind of got this weird accelerated academic thing where I was simultaneously bouncing around to a whole bunch of different school situations. I mean, I went to something like seven schools in five years, all inclusive. Um, but at the same time, at the end of it, it sort of you know brought me out ahead of every, everybody else in terms of timeline and that sort of thing. Um, My mom, while she was uh, suffering from ALS, um, you know, had a uh, film made about her, and so it was sort of this weird thing in my mid-teens where there would be, you know, documentary cameras in the living room and that sort of thing. Um, And you know, probably from about ages 12 to 19, I was not a very happy kid. I met Peter at uh, UCSD, met Evan uh, in community college theater, um, where, I mean, I pretty much was the ghost of that department from like ages eight to like 15. <laughs> I was just always there. Um, and uh, I graduated at UCSD uh, at 19, immediately went into working in political consulting, which I did for uh, a number you of You one ye- minute. W- which I did for a number of years. Um, and, uh, you know, what sort of, I never anticipated would happen but ended up happening was after about four or five years on the job I ended up uh, leaving and starting my own firm and it was sort of this crazy leap of faith that I you know really never thought I would do I'm the kid of artists and I'm not like any kind of business person or entrepreneur was sort of my mindset Um, but you know it ended up going incredibly well and i've sort of managed to come full circle where now i think i am much more of that kind of joyful kid that i was you know prior to 12 years old and there's a lot of kind of that dna of you know who i was in the happier stages of my life so it's sort of rather than creating an ersatz or fake happy persona i feel like i've kind of come back to sort of my original you know who i was supposed to be and that's mm-hmm. that's time
0: wow
1: wow what a tight four yeah. that was a
0: tight four damn
2: that that's, that emotional
0: vulnerability gives and the timeliness gives gets you a little
2: clap the uh, the secret of emotional vulnerability is timing that's <laughs> <laughs> really it's, uh, i think i do think that it's interesting that we
0: that the like all three of us we we like around middle school we we all had Like, I don't know, in different ways, a hard, a hard time, though. That's an interesting like and we're and we're I mean, you guys are you guys are sort of unnaturally smart, whereas I'm like I'm I was bright. I, I only really figured out that I was bright when I was in college and all of a sudden I'm getting straight A's and I'm like, oh, it's because I actually care about this shit. Like I'm really, I'm really smart when I actually care about something. So we I, we sort of have that, and I mean, you guys are more more wunderkind than than I, I am.
1: I actually, I actually contest that. I I actually think that people, I, okay, well, not to get into the intelligence conversation, but I really do think that a huge portion of intelligence is, um, you you could could describe it as how much you care about something, and uh, it's it's more of like a. It's more of like a role that people play
2: yeah you know what I mm-hmm. mean
1: like, like, like people don't use their full capacity because of like and I'm gonna sound like Tony Robbins here but they have these self-limiting beliefs yeah and if you're not if you're not told those and you, you you're allowed to just try something like that you like and you don't have any rules for like how trying things ought to go I think people would really surprise
2: themselves at what they're capable of yeah uh. I, I agree with that. Yeah. And I also think that a lot of it is just perception that it's like, especially in like middle school and high school, the kids who act like they're kind of the brainiac nerds just sort of get cast in that role and then that gets Mm. reinforced. And so they do more of those activities. But I feel like in a lot of cases, it's more of like a role than necessarily like anything like genetic or, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, that well, um, that's but,
0: uh, really cool. We're we're a little over time. Uh, I mean, yeah, we are. I, I know we could. Uh, <laughs> the, that's this thing. These questions, man, they really do like make. Uh, they really do make you just be like, okay, well, let's let's lean into that and talk about that for a
1: while. But um, I wanna, I did want to say that it is cool that all of us had a theme of, uh, and I didn't even get to mine, which is that uh, my epilogue is in high school. What got me engaged so my grades were middling in high school and Mm -hmm. um, the thing that actually like pulled me out of not even pulled me out of my depression so much as like made it so that it was bearable was that I ran into an English teacher who said why are you not in theater? And I said, "What? Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. And she said, come, come in. And she's like, I was like, oh, I have to audition though. I don't know if I can do that. She's like, just come, just come to the theater and, and hang out and then see if you like it and hang out and meet the people. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And it ended up, ended up being like, it ended up being a life changing thing. Like that was what got me through high school was theater. I mean, and I <laughs> still left early, uh, mm-hmm. you know, but it was, uh, yeah. So we all had that like performance aspect to our life on top of everything else that you know, I—I I mean, that's what Mac and I connected on, not like the whole, like we did. We connected more on like making things up rather than the whole like oh we, you know, all the all of the other similarities. And Evan, obviously, you and I connected mm-hmm. on that day yeah. one. I mean, like the first time we hung out was uh, in our imagination, in our shared imaginations. Yeah, uh, that was so, so
0: yeah, they, inter- that was such a weird, what a weird way to meet. I mean, what a cool way to meet somebody, but what a weird way to meet somebody to too. Meet, like, yeah. Hey, let's yeah. go hang out with my friend Peter. Uh, okay, I don't know what's Peter's whole deal. Let's just look at his brain for like <laughs> for like <laughs> three hours. Let's just look at how his brain works.
1: Uh, and I was like, just, "Oh
0: fuck, I'm gonna love this guy, aren't I?" All right, for, fine.
1: Or <sighs> the listeners, uh, what what that means? Uh, what, what Evan's talking about is we played a. Uh, Role, kind of a role playing game but it was a made up rules I made up the rules and then I improvised the entire like like all of the things that happened to them as characters so I was yeah. like the DM or game master dungeon master whatever you want to call it and then they were the players and like it was this system I made up in my head uh, and that was the first time I met Evan and it got crazy
2: and, <laughs> and, and we I, and were there for like never... four and a half hours like it was this yeah. great like the first time that the two of them meet and it was just you know like you know clockwork all you know the group clicked yeah
0: and, and yeah, I totally. had never, I had never done anything like that before. And to be perfectly honest with you, I was, I was like, "Oh, that's what we're gonna do." Oh, <laughs> this is uh... gonna suck. And then, all, and then all of a sudden, I'm just like, "Oh, well, I'm in this world now." Like, I didn't even, I, I couldn't help myself. So, if you want to be forcibly interested in our in RPGs, then just go hang out with. Peter, post, well, you had like a big sausage beforehand, I believe.
2: Yeah, have a big sausage.
0: Have a big sausage and then go play an RPG with Peter. This podcast is
2: sponsored by hanging out with Peter. <laughs> Do, it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do it. Do it. And I go actually, watch my yeah, show last Saturday. <laughs> yeah, go watch my show last Saturday. Um, I've got a spot. Uh, I, paid, I paid us for a spot so that I could plug. Uh, hang out with me. Um, eat a sausage with me and uh is uh, that a yeah. euphemism that, yeah, i don't wh- know i guess you'll have like, who to find
0: knows? out you'll have to come and eat it you know figure it out all right closing thoughts boys
2: um well i'd like to hear the life the beginning not the whole four minutes of the life story of uh, one of these doombringer fellows okay do you guys want
1: to <laughs> hear fall career has been just standing here since uh Melda. what was the other one
0: phantasmia
1: phantasmia yeah. Uh was it or Grand or Fantasmia, I think. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> was, I don't know I don't remember anything. That was an hour ago. Bong, I don't remember. Bong Binger's. What are they Doombringers? Falkreer, you want to you want to say a quick uh quick closing thoughts? He's nodding. He's kind of sad that he had so much emotional turmoil with his son and father at the same time. Yeah, come on over. In public. I Hey, hey. Have hey, welcome back, man.
3: Thing to say about my creation. I am the first seed of the Doombringers, meaning that I was blown into the dirt by my father.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, congratulations. He's, co- <laughs> He's coughing. Congratulations, Ca- here that's all he wanted
2: to say. I guess. <laughs> that's that, it. That's all right. the whole story.
0: <laughs> all right. What about uh, Macklin? Your your alter persona. How are you? How are you? What's your What's your story? Morning Glory.
3: I was brought into creation when I was blown into the dirt by all the doom bringers before
0: me. <coughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Cool. Mor- Mortimer, right? Uh, guess, uh, yeah. All right. Grantasmia. Yeah. I guess that's. Uh, All right. Grant hey, where are? You? Where is he? Oh, here he is. Here he is.
3: I, Phantasmia, was blown. <coughs> the original. The original doombringer was blown into the dirt by the cosmic egg.
1: Oh, that makes more sense. Okay. So which came first, the cosmic egg or the doombringers? That's a question that we'll answer next time. Next time. time next content, content lacking. Content lacking.
0: Alright, bye everybody. <laughs> bye.
1: Bye.